great deal on the ship. Hooray! I knew you wouldn't let us down in any way. Well, how much did you get? Two. Two magic beans. Oh, you sack of bags of buckets of idiots. There's no such thing as magic beans. Oh, Fry, you big dummy. Very much so. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about Season 7, Episode 22, Leela and the Gene Stock. Uh, so I have a question for you, Ben. What would that be, Mike? If you could have a fantasy disease... <laughs> <laughs> what would it be and why? A fantasy yeah. disease. Yeah. Is this based on any sort of historical thing or do I get to just make up a disease whole cloth here? Let's just let's feel free to make up a disease and we'll uh, we'll discuss it. Um my fantasy disease mm-hmm. where you will irrevocably be changed into something. Oh, so now you're putting some limitations on this because i can't like every time i sneeze i fly into the air and that feels less like a disease and more of a goodies um so i have to be changed into something Mm -hmm. okay um obviously the correct answer is a penguin okay so slowly you'll you'll start i grow a beak okay uh i hands will become flippers my hands will become flippers i'll suddenly become very good at swimming mm-hmm. you'll be very warm in an in an inside environment i will i will continue to be unable to fly but suddenly i'll feel really ripped off about it <laughs> suddenly uh-huh. you don't feel ripped off about the fact that you can't fly I mean, right i now? don't i don't have wings so i'm not gonna like oh look at these arms why can't i fly with these i know yeah. they're, they're arms. i mean unless you drink some uh some red bull then you then you'd be able to uh this podcast brought to you by red bull <laughs> apparently yes um it gives you something but i don't remember what herpes probably <laughs> so um boy we're we're, <laughs> we're doing it this time um and um you know and then eventually one day i'm just like i'm gonna go for a swim and then i jump in the water and then when mm-hmm. i come back up i'm now full penguin you know um, as you do mm-hmm. and um, but you're still you you can still talk and be you right but when i'm walking around downtown portland people are now like oh holy crap look at that cute penguin and i'm like yeah what's up <laughs> yeah baby i know it damn right i'm a cute penguin yeah that's that's a pretty good one right everyone's gonna be like hey man you want some delicious fish i'm like yeah i do like people are just gonna be giving me true fresh fish all the time because i'm just gonna be adorable that's not the worst thing in the world and i'm gonna be hungry for fish i am always hungry for fish um what about you what would your imaginary fantasy disease be so i like how you uh went to something adorable and tiny 
Uh-huh. Small. I, uh-huh. I, tiny is not correct. Depends I on the specific breed of penguin, but you know, fair enough. They come in all shapes and sizes. Mike, I figured I wanted to be something big because I'm big. I am six foot three, so I wanted to be taller. You want to be? You want to get Jacksonville Jaguar linebacker Isis? I so, was gonna <laughs> go with giraffe, but okay. <laughs> Look, I'm getting the giraffe. The Giraffe, the Jacksonville giraffe. I'm getting the Jacksonville giraffes references in early this episode. I, w- I want to point out we've never been sponsored by the Jacksonville Jaguars or had any affiliation other than the fact that I'm a fan of them. That's the best endorsement one can get. You're not paid for this promotional. Uh-huh. But maybe we should start asking. <laughs> well, I mean, if, 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 if even the good place can't get that, then I don't think we're gonna. It's true. I'm waiting for the day where blake bortles shows up on the good place and mm-hmm. it's the last season i don't know i don't think it's gonna happen i mean he well let's let's not do any spoilers for sports i guess but he does play in la now let's not do spoilers for sports <laughs> you know <laughs> so, some people don't like to know this the results of the big game before they can get home because they vcr'd it and yes i'm i did say vcr'd i feel like it's not exactly people aren't like oh man don't tell me what happened in the news i don't want to know about it until i get to go home and watch it i recorded it last night don't talk to me about this around the water cooler i need to know if soft drinks are killing us (laughs) the answer is i need to find out from the news i don't want to know no spoilers (laughs) no spoilers however i know of a uh, how I Met Your Mother plot around not being able to see the, sp- the Super Bowl because they've been waiting for it. That is the actual football game. You watch a football game for the excitement. You don't watch football news to be like, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, is he getting a trade? Is he getting a trade? Is he going to play in LA? Oh, he's playing in LA. Yeah. <sighs> we watch sports differently, my friend, because I definitely like was on pins and needles about one of my my favorite players in Jacksonville, and he did get traded. I don't understand sports. Can we talk about Futurama now? Do we do we understand that? <laughs> Wait, so you're going to be a giraffe is what you're going yes, to turn into a giraffe. I was going to turn okay. into a giraffe and eat all the tallest of leaves. Okay. And watch the Jacksonville Jaguars over the tall fence that they installed. Oh, yeah. See, this is the whole reason so I wanted to become can... a giraffe, so I could get over that one tall uh-huh. fence. Um. Okay, so... <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how successful that opening bit was. I think it I put the disastrous and disastrous I... opening bit. It's been a while since we've had a true disaster, and I think we found it. So, Leela... We meandered quite a bit to the Jacksonville Jaguars in there somehow. I mean, one of, one of us was going to bring it up, so I figured I'd bring it up so that I could control the conversation, <laughs> right? Old negotiating yeah. tactic, right? Yeah. Back to the V-trauma, controlling the conversation. So that way, you know, I can I can be like, oh, yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars, ha, ha, ha. They're like a joke team. And because if you bring them up, you're like, oh, yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars, they're awesome. When have I ever said those words? So Leela and the Gene Stock. <laughs> Uh, I do like how the opening title says, spoiler alert, robots and whatnot. I mean, it would spoil me if I've never seen any Futurama. I'm like, oh, there's a robot in this? Don't tell me there's robots. Oh, no. Oh, no. I <laughs> I tried to use my cultural deprivator to make sure I didn't get any mm-hmm. robot news. 
I knew a guy in high school who oh boy uh saw one poster for Neon Genesis Evangelion the anime mm-hmm. but there were no giant robots on it and then so a friend of mine was like oh yeah I love anime about giant robots and this this guy was like don't spoil it for me and it's like that's kind of the point of Neon Genesis Evangelion <laughs> That comes up in the first five minutes. <laughs> like it's about giant robots. So it, it's it's like if you started watching Futurama and you're like, wait, it's about the future. Yeah, it's like you're watching community. And you're like, wait, this is about a school. I thought I thought Futurama was about Ramas, dioramas. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so it starts out at Plan X. Planet Express. <laughs> we type for for behind the scenes listeners. I type Plan X every, every time. time. <laughs> um, Same because it's a, a lot of uh, uh, keystrokes that I don't have to do. It may come up. Uh, it may it may <laughs> it may already be uh, obvious, but I did not get a whole lot of sleep last night. <laughs> um. So they are loading up the ship at Planet Express, and Bender walks in. And he's like, hey, remember my neighbor Carlos, who's like a elderly one-legged cowboy who lives next door? Uh-huh. So Bender beat him up and took his hat. Let's go to a redneck bar. Because all you need is a cowboy hat. My favorite part is legitimately everybody like pulls out out of their like back pocket a cowboy hat. And it's like, let's go. This sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. I used to have a cowboy hat. Really? Yeah. I grew up in Colorado. So, you know, why not? Why wouldn't I have one? W- uh, w- well, tell me about it. Uh, it was a cowboy hat. Well, it, c- coloration? Black. Okay. Did it have any, like, I don't know, uh, uh, detailing? Any, like... Uh, Just a small little band with a little, some, like, metal uh, decoration on Ooh, it. That was okay. it. Okay, that's not too bad. Um, Bender wants to go to a redneck bar. So they go to Tex 1138. Which is tremendous. Uh, it's such a great reference. I honestly missed that reference. Uh, there is a movie that George Lucas made uh, before uh, Star Wars called THX Oh, Okay, yep, that track. It's a it's a fantastic reference. Yeah, I've, I was familiar with. I mean, I've never seen it, um, mm-hmm. but I was familiar with it. But I was I I didn't um, I couldn't remember the numbers on the end, gotcha. so I didn't quite get that reference. Yeah, there's that al- track. Yeah, with with George Lucas, there's always something one one three eight or one THX or something. So. What is his obsession with 1138? I feel like we could Google that and find out really quickly. So that's for the listeners to tell us. Because <laughs> otherwise, we're, we've gotten through less than a scene. They are line dancing. And the professor's like, what? Like, he's just not yeah. being... Everyone is really good at yeah. line dancing except the professor. Yeah. Leela says something about, like, you just follow the rules and there's no touching. Right. It's fun because there's no touching and lots of rules. That's everything I like mm-hmm. in uh, my... I mean, I was going to make a joke, but I guess I do play D&D where there's a lot of rules and there's not mm-hmm. really a lot of touching. No, you don't want to do a lot of touching with D- DDR. D&D? Oh, did I hear DDR? <laughs> I mean, I used to play DDR when I was in high school. Yeah, there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of like arrows there i guess yeah it's it's still no touching it's fewer rules more arrows but you know there should be more arrows in dnt i say this is why i play a ranger so i i see what you did there nice pun so it's it's less of a pun and more of a play on words but we'll get to that (laughs) later uh you clever bastard so (laughs) that's the first time ever anyone's ever called me that so thank you 
Bender decides he's going to get on the mechanical bugalo over in the corner, and he immediately declares that if he does not set a record, he will eat his hat. He also says he he has a way with bucking mechanical things. I was going to ignore that because he gets <laughs> right up on that bugalo and he's like, "Hey baby, this is Bender." It's very sultry. It is. So, okay, Bender oftentimes will get all like hey what's up baby but yeah, this yeah. is this is the like most overtly sexual bender right. has ever been about anything ever and this is after bender was playing Hambone with a with a fembot in fry's bed while he was trying to sleep right so bender i mean i'll, I'll have to get like a sound clip of it because he's just it is oh, boy. nasty <laughs> yeah he put some stank on that i have a way with bucking mechanical things yep hey baby I'm Bender. It uh, it is a little uncomfortable for being in a bar. So, I mean, my note literally just says Bender gets on the mechanical bugalo and gets gross. Anyways, <laughs> I mean, that's a good way to put it. He is immediately thrown off of the bug the mechanical bugalo. He has lasted zero point four seconds, but it is a new record for shortest ride, and Bender doesn't have to eat his hat. Uh huh. He he declares that's good enough because you know he did not specify. Good what kind or, of yeah, record good or bad it could have been the most sexual and you know i feel like he would have done that pretty well he tosses the hat out into the audience and zoidberg is like eh, still someone should eat the hat and then he just dips it straight into a big old bowl of barbecue sauce i referenced that i thought that was salsa it looked like barbecue and they're at a uh tex-mex I was assuming like it's a barbecue place Ooh, well maybe we can let the listeners decide so, Mike, important question. Yes. You are tasked to eat a hat. What is your condiment of choice? Mm. You only get mm. one. See, this is there's there's a whole world of condiments out there. It's true. What's gonna go well with the starchiness of a hat? The eternal question. And, and Man so has asked possibly himself. the slight saltiness, depending on who's worn it. The slight saltiness. Uh, it of was sweat. worn by a robot. So the it'll have a slight metallic yeah, taste. Yeah, the tinniness it. of it. Mm. Well, well, anything with cilantro is just going to be like the same taste. So um, something without cilantro, certainly, because it's the devil. I would have to go with a nice spicy mustard. Okay. Okay. I'm willing to accept that. Uh, I would also just go with the uh, barbecue sauce. I think that's going to be a great mm-hmm. hat condiment. I mean, it depending. It, it, well, a it depends on the barbecue sauce. There's a, quite a bit of different types I, of barbecue I'm sauce. I'm aiming for a barbecue sauce that is kind of sweet, but it's got some spice to it. Okay. So like some some real like molasses sort of flavoring in there. I, I am a big fan of the molasses. Like, it's gets, very good. Get some spiciness on it. Really, just even out the t- the flavor on that hat. Mm-hmm. So you're not going like a mustard based barbecue sauce there, like they have in South Carolina. No. Okay, um, that seems reasonable though. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, th- I think the thing with a molasses-based barbecue sauce is it's gonna it's gonna cover up a lot of the deficiencies of the hat. It's true, as <laughs> as the fact that the hat is not a food. Uh, so unless hat is food. Well, Zoidberg eats it. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> Zoidberg's also eating food, the flag though. without condiments. That's true. He ate the flag just by itself. He loves the taste of the flag. Everybody. That's a different episode of Futurama. <laughs> Everybody decides to give their own try at riding the mechanical bugalo. Mm-hmm. Fry lasts a little bit longer, yeah, he uh, seems but 
somewhat competent. He does get thrown off. The professor also lasts 0.4 seconds, but he almost fl- beating that record. But he floats down like a feather. And Hermes, of course, gets tossed up into the... Um, it's not really a chandelier. I, but I called it a chandelier. It's, it's kind of like a big, big, like g up in the wall or something i didn't it's a horseshoe oh it's a horseshoe oh okay that, that, see you... <laughs> i i got the thx 1138 you got the this horseshoe. is this is what happens when you've never worn a cowboy hat in your life <laughs> you see a horseshoe and you're like that must be a really messed up letter g you didn't even go for the u you were like yeah that looks like a g to me i straight up did not i was not paying attention to what that what the shape was anyways there's a skeleton up there so someone else has gotten tossed up there at some point and just never come back never never came down no one came for them they're they're dead now then it's leela's turn so she hops on this bugalo and she gets tossed around but she's managing to hold on with one hand oh yeah grip of steel as it is just tossing her back and forth um i'm surprised she doesn't have whiplash and or ass whiplash by the end of this and uh fry does say stop before she throws up the bucket of hot wings they they try to uh shut down the bugalo but it has stopped responding um they try to get an override from the control center in texas (laughs) but apparently the bugalo has achieved consciousness i love the idea that there is somewhere a control center in texas that controls all mechanical bulls it's it's a very good idea it tickles me in a way i just cannot describe (laughs) because that means there has to be a whole hierarchical structure about this you know uh controlling all these mechanical bulls maybe there's a regional center someone's punching in in the morning to like you know keep track of the logs of every mechanical bull in the country Maybe even internationally. Yeah, who, who knows? Even, who knows how far this goes? This could go all the way to the very top. I think it is the very top. <laughs> yeah, I think we, it goes all the way to the very bottom. I love it. Ooh, you know, you've had it. I feel like there's a whole show about this specifically. Because th- you've got to have 24-hour coverage if it's international. Because uh-huh. all those different time zones. What about the, the bucking bungalows in Tokyo? Is this what Black Mirror is about? I think so. Okay. <laughs> it's always good when the joke gets a laugh from the living room that's it's always a good 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 time Uh uh-huh so somewhere in texas this uh mechanical bugalo control station and they cannot override it and so we go back to tex 1138 and the guy running the show pulls out a gun and shoots the mechanical bugalo in the head yeah as it is hurtling towards a little girl I think it's they call it Little Drunk Jenny or something. I think that's right. I did not. It it wasn't something I wanted to write down, but apparently it's something I wanted to mention. So because this little girl is in a bar, that does not inherently mean she is drunk. However, the name suggests. If I named my son, yes, drunk, <laughs> doesn't mean he's drunk. Uh huh. It means you're probably a bad dad. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um that's beside the point it is beside the point i'm not the one on trial here it is my son drunk ladies and gentlemen of the jury uh i i am the lawyer from the cps (laughs) so anyways they managed to the the guy manages to shoot the bugalo in Mm -hmm. the head and saves the little drunk or not drunk girl (laughs) 
the the who knows if she's intoxicated or not. However, they stopped the timer for Leela's ride at forty eight point three seconds, and they have a winner. Leela is trying to remove herself from the mechanical bugalo, mm-hmm. but she literally can't. Like her hand is she she says it's like someone glued her hand to it. Yeah, and uh, Zoidberg shows up and he's like, "Let maybe a doctor take a look." Which is a phrase I kind of love, yeah. Because that's exactly what you want your doctor to say. Yeah, maybe. Uh, he he empties his he he takes his uh, medical bag, which has one thing in it, a, a magnifying glass, because he tips it over, and he looks through the magnifying glass and notices that she is now has suction cups on her hands, and uses a crowbar to bring her pry her fingers off of the bugalo. She has all these little suction cups on her hands. It's it's I mean it's very good for gripping. Not very good for letting go. It's true. Sometimes you gotta let go. Never let go. You get that reference <laughs> now. If she had tentacle, if she had tentacles, she would have never let go. In a very literal sense. In a very literal sense, and that line is not a very, very literal line, <laughs> as we discussed on our Patreon exclusive. I don't. I'm still editing it. <laughs> I'm 23 <laughs> minutes into it. Into a four-hour uh, extravaganza. I've, I've, narr- I've cut it down to three hours and 15 by now. Ooh, you cut out 45 minutes somehow. Uh-huh. Somehow. <laughs> Zoidberg says that Leela should have another doctor take a look because he can't do anything for her. Right. And she's like, will I have to die listening to country music? And he's like, no, no, no. Let's go see the doctor. So they go to Taco Bellevue Hospital. The one of the very best names in Futurama lore. I love that it keeps coming back. It's like it's it's, it's it, they know what, it's so good. Season two probably ish, I wanna say. It's probably. a good joke. One or two, yeah. It's a good pun, if and, you will. Oh, and they do love it every time. The attending is Dr. Tenderman, who says that the suction cups are the first phase of squidification. Which, interestingly, I don't know if squidification is a real thing, but... So I do this thing... I don't think it is, right, but go on. ...where when I'm typing and I type a made-up word... Sure. I go back and I try to... I'm like, oh, no, it was like just by habit, I see the little red squigglies, and I'm like, oh, that's wrong. So okay. I typed squidification wrong. Sure. And I was like, oh, of course. So I went back and I updated it. And then it was like, oh, yeah, that's right. So I'm like, is squidification a real thing? I don't think it's a real thing, but it probably, it might have been added to the Oxford uh, Dictionary, possibly. I'm going to look up squidification. It, it feels like something that happens on the internet when you've put your tendrils somewhere they shouldn't be. Every single result is related to this very episode Hold of Futurama. Oh, I'm sorry. Every result, Uh-oh. except for the Urban Dictionary, is Uh-oh. a reference to this episode. I don't think I want to know what that Urban Dictionary is, but I think we're going to know. I mean, it's when you have sex with a squid. So. Oh, okay. So, you know, pretty straightforward. It's uh-huh. So, yeah, but I don't know. My, my word processing application was like, yes, that looks right. That's squidification, all right. So maybe it gets updates from the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> you know what? Somehow I, I feel like that could be it. Basically, what's going to happen? Well, first of all, Fry's like, maybe you got it from me because I don't wash my hands for years at a time. Which, gross. So 
we find out that Leela is going to grow tentacles and the there are no treatments that will cure it. The only treatment is an expensive operation that only delays it for a few months. I do really like the way that Hermes asked the question of how many cures are there for this? Right. As if there were multiple and there's none at all. Um, Dr. Tenderman is very tender and is crying saying he wishes he had never been born hurriedly leaving the room. When you, when you know, you, when you got the name, you might as well be the thing. That's, um, that's why you're a legit uh, uh, a legitimate moon i yes i am i orbit <laughs> a planet you sure do um sometimes oh so you're a sometimes moon i did read a thing once where a father like he didn't name his son drunk G- good start but Uh-oh. he had a son and he named his son winner because he was like, I want my son to win. He's going to be great. So I'm going to name him Winner. Okay. And then unexpectedly, he had a second son. And so he's like, well, crap. What do I call this one? I know. I named the first one Winner. I'm going to name this one Loser. Nope. That's a bad choice. So interestingly, spoiler for this article, Winner turned out to be a real loser. And Loser turned out to be a real winner. Huh. And so is this whole art is a very interesting article about how that is much, actually really intriguing. how much our names determine who we grow up to be. Mm-hmm. I will see if I can find that article and I will for the first time ever <laughs> post a real cool serious thing <laughs> to the Back to the Futurama Twitter account. We are breaking ground here on Back to the Futurama. With we are five, giving you active interesting content. With 5 episodes to go, we are finally bringing the hard hitting news. We are the journalism ists. Anyways, Fry promises that he will keep loving Leela no matter what sort of monster she turns into. When Fry delivers that line, uh, Zoidberg has to use the crowbar again to unstick uh, Leela from Fry mm-hmm. because of the suction cups on the squid squid tentacles. The scene cuts to the sewers. Leela is at her parents' house. Mm-hmm. Her squidification um, has accelerated. I phrased it in my notes as Leela is squidding pretty hard. (laughs) (laughs) We, we, (laughs) it's funny how two people can see the same thing and say it in much different ways. So Leela's really upset because she thinks that she is a freak now. And so she just, she does not know how to handle this and Mor- her- morris is telling her that tentacles are beautiful i mean look at munda her beauty overshadows her tentacles which cool choice mm-hmm. i mean they're mutants and they know it that's what are fair. you gonna do be like stop talking about my tentacles i don't have tentacles that's fair deny 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 uh-huh like we all know about the tentacles mm-hmm. some people might be into the tentacles uh this is the wrong kind of podcast for them then because are we anti-tentacle? I, I thought we were uh, a neutral on tentacles. I'm neutral on tentacles, but I've already said the phrase has sex with a squid once. And so, <laughs> and then the second time explaining that. And so I'm not, this is not what this podcast is going to be about. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's, if, if this podcast is about that, we've waited a long time to, to, to find, generate that content. Find another podcast, you perverts. 
But keep listening to Back to the Futurama for don't, all your non-tentacle porn excuse needs. Excuse me. Don't you call... Don't you mean Squidverts? Moving on. So... <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Um, all the wordplay can't be perfect. So her parents are like, but in the sewer, you'll fit right in. And it's at that exact moment, the mailman comes by and... Uh, <laughs> he's... <laughs> basically a melting pile of mucus yeah with an eye he has an eye and so leela gets kind of grossed out at this being her new life now understandable especially when moon is like he's single back at planet express or plan x as the cool kids say the cool podcasters fry insists that they find a way to pay for the surgery he doesn't care if it's only going to delay it for a couple of months and is really expensive Mm -hmm. we need to do this the professor's like oh there's no way to pay for it but wait we could sell old bessie and old bessie turns out to be the planet express ship which seems sort of like an important thing in your delivery company with one transport yeah is the only transport yeah. You might not want to sell it. Alas, they do. I mean, it's for Leela's sake, so, you know. Anything for Leela, the captain of the ship we're about to sell. So Fry walks the ship down to <laughs> a... <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just such a wonderful visual of Fry literally walking the ship who has, like, a, a rope around it. Uh-huh. Just, like, slowly puttering behind him. It's the funniest thing. I love that visual very much. So Fry takes the ship down to a uh, uh, place called Parts and Crafts, which is very good. It's such a it's great... It's a very good pun. It's such a great spacecraft market name. Or play on words, whichever. And so there is a, a guy there who starts talking to Fry, and uh, Fry tells this story about how he's here to sell the ship because he... Mm-hmm needs the money because his girlfriend has squidification and the guy is like oh no way my wife totally had that and then uh we we thought everything was over but then we found miracles in these beans these beans and um he fry asks a question of some sort and then the guy just keeps on going where he's like yeah it'll it'll cure um diarrhea and um there's a lot of ones uh-huh he lists the whole thing and apparently all i can yeah. think about is diarrhea so that's great <laughs> i mean big mood um he basically says the beans are a cure-all and if 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 you've listened to sawbones the the mcelroy property those spunky young kids from west virginia cure-alls cure nothing it's true and so uh, he, the guy even forgets because he lists this whole big, big list mm-hmm. of things that it can cure. And he's like, and also squidification. Yeah, that's the one. Whatever. Um, so much like the old fable, mm-hmm. Fry trades the ship for magic beans. But then Fry is like, but how could beans, and by the way, we should probably point out these are two very giant beans. Um, Fry's like, how could beans possibly cure her? And the guy's like, because they're magic. He's like, oh, now you tell me. And so he trades the bean, he trades the ship for beans. Two beans. You know, you hate to see it. So he gets back to Planet Express, or Plan X, as the cool kids say. And the professor's like 
what did you get for for old Bessie? I got a great deal. I got two, two beans. <laughs> my my favorite thing is Amy. Right before he reveals that he got two beans, was I knew you wouldn't let us down in any way. Uh huh. Famous <laughs> last words. It's almost like before disappointment. It's it's inviting yourself for that. I knew you wouldn't let us down in any way. So he holds up these beans, and then in the awkward silence that follows, Fry's like, Fry, you big dummy? And they're all like, yes. <laughs> I do like, he, he's like internalized that a little bit. I don't know if I like it or if it's just funny. Um, either way, the professor knocks the magic beans out of his hands and out the window. And then Leela points out that this is one of those rare problems with no magic solution. That implies that there's a lot of problems that have magic solutions. It's true. That's why I really, my disease I got should have been wizarditis. So I turn into a wizard. Sure. And then you've got all the magic. Wizardification. Wizardification, yes. Wizardification sounds like a certification program for wizards. (laughs) (laughs) Are you wizardified as a wizard? Here's my wizardification (laughs) certificate wizard certificate i know it wasn't intentional but when you said here's my wizardification here's my wizardification it was just like it, it, your voice cracked and it sounded like you were a very young wizard and i loved it wizardification well it's my first wizardification and i'm, I'm applying for wizard jobs and mm-hmm. you know i'm a little i am a little nervous about uh-huh. how all the other wizards have a lot more wizard certifications mm. yeah and then, and then my beard is is very tight cropped it's not one of those uh-huh. long not ones. long and wispy yeah you know the all the the wizard jobs these days really want to emphasize the wispy beard mm-hmm. um so hopefully i can get my foot in the door somewhere my magical foot in the magical door so yes the professor has knocked these beans out the window and we see that the magic bean, one of the magic beans, is now growing into a really, really big beanstalk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fry, as everyone's kind of leaving for the day, Fry is uh, trying to make Leela feel better. But she decides, I just want to stay here and think for a while. And then she starts uh, penning a letter to everyone, telling them of her decision to move to the sewer, leaving her life behind as she steals office supplies. Two very important things here. First of all, Fry suggests that in order... In order to cheer up, they should go to the phone store and check out the new ringtones. It sounds like a good time. And second, I did notice that as Leela is penning this letter, she is left tentacled. Oh, interesting. I didn't notice that Mm -hmm. before. I don't know what it is, but I like my brain really latches on to uh, when I spy characters on TV being left handed uh my brain's just like oh left-handed left-handed even though i am not left-handed interesting it's a weird thing for a brain to latch on to also i've been re-watching the simpsons as of late and like every other character is left-handed in that interesting i wonder if it's just easier to draw i always sort of figure that a lot of times the people animating it maybe just don't care mm-hmm like it but, just works better in this scene if sure. they're left-handed. But I will say or, that it is part of the plot of the Simpsons that right the Smith- so, or Smithers uh, Flanders is so very left-handed. So, but the Simpsons, so maybe the Simpsons, everybody being so left-handed is so that the Leftorium actually has anything anybody doing anything. Right, right, right. But the Simpsons Sorry. is interesting <laughs> because characters are canonically left-handed. 
because obviously Flanders is left-handed sure. because there's a whole plot about him opening a left-handed store. Mm-hmm. But from the very beginning, or just about, Bart is left-handed and he doesn't shop at the Leftorium. He's just left-handed hmm. and just catching more and more characters who are writing left-handed is really interesting. Although now I can't remember if Bart does the chalkboard gag left-handed. I don't think he does. Well, I mean, I, I, I haven't latched on to to that as much as you have so i don't really notice he that does kind of he does do it left-handed interesting i looked up uh pictures of it but yeah so he is canonically left-handed but i, I feel I, like i wonder you're, you're right i wonder if that's a choice or a just kind of a a a, a laziness thing mm-hmm. but i don't or like uh well it looks fine i don't see leela writing very often because they all use computers and just talk at technology and so they don't have a reason to write most of the time. So I don't know if if Leela is canonically left-handed or if they were just like, I don't know, it works better with the scene. We're already drawing her with tentacles, so... I want to point out something that may make a lot of sense for both Simpsons and Futurama. Matt Groening is left-handed. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. It would explain why left-handedness so is literally a plot point in the simpsons <laughs> and everyone is left-handed and he did base uh the simpsons characters kind of on his own family sure um with bart sort of being a stand-in for himself kind of so that would that would make a lot of sense as to why bart is left-handed yeah sure anyways Th- thank you for our uh thank you for listening to our deep dive our, our ted talk on left-handedness in futurama and the simpsons so anyways leela's left tentacled um as you i wonder have, have we looked at previous ones where she's written stuff because i know she's written stuff in 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 canon hasn't she oh i know we can check uh what is it loves labors lost in space um because she's writing on a checklist okay so i got a still shot of her using a fork right-handed okay it doesn't mean that she doesn't write left-handed sure that i th- at, well, at least for now, I know that that's a lot of uh, that can be a cultural difference of where you use your fork. Um, nope. So she is very clearly holding the clipboard in her left hand and has a pen in her right. Interesting. So it's only as a squid that she is left handed, left tentacled. Maybe it's because she's become ambidextrous because every tentacle can do whatever it wants. Maybe. She's like, I have to have tentacles. I might as well finally get to write with my left hand, like n- cool Ned Flanders. Like <laughs> stupid, sexy Flanders. Boy, we got off on a whole left-handed <laughs> tangent. Um, so that's not like this podcast at all. So, yes, she writes a letter. She steals office supplies. <laughs> um, Sorry, just... She does have the chicken hat in her box sure. of stuff she takes with her from that episode where there's the chicken hat. Mm-hmm um that's the only detail of the episode i remember as well in the letter she does point out that quote i'll miss several of you i mean that's good but to i know. know it's the right thing to do it, it it it's good that she didn't go through each person and when say you, i will miss you i will not miss you when you are suddenly moving away mm-hmm. leave the note that says i'll miss several of you because they will be talking about which ones you actually missed for the next decade sure. you'll never be forgotten yeah but i'll be remembered as that dick that said that <laughs> and i don't want to be that dick that said that eh your choice um <laughs> anyway so she's... I, that, it seems like a really it seems also a really rough thing to say to 
fo- at, at what what's going to be former co-workers meh so well leela <laughs> is about to go down in the sewers and then she sees this giant beanstalk and she says huh that's new and then she pauses for a moment dumps her box of stuff down the sewer and says <laughs> i do love that little scene I'll take the beanstalk less traveled and starts climbing up the beanstalk, which she does very expertly with all the little suckers yeah. on her tentacles. And it seems like she's like doing that kind of like Superman or Superman, uh, Spider-Man, like web crawly, like grab hold and use to like jump forward a little bit. It looks pretty cool. Frankly, I'm not really seeing a downside to the tentacles. You can climb mm-hmm. really well. I mean, you can write with either tentacle. Totally fine. Sure. Um, you can hold on to things really well. I, I, I can see some issues, though. I mean, you know, you, you might have an identity of, I'm not a, a weird squid monster. And then you're like, well, suddenly I guess I'm a, a weird squid monster. I don't know if people would really describe me as not a weird squid monster. I don't think that usually crosses their mind. If I showed up to work tomorrow as a weird squid monster, they'd be like, hey, hey, Ben, how's it going? I don't think they would. <laughs> That's that's kind of you, you get a you get a new haircut or something. I'm like, yeah, something. And then I think people would notice you being a squid. So uh, like maybe if it was early squidification where you just had some of the suction cups, but not some of the other tentacle stuff nah, we see fine. later. So Leela, I mean, are you, are you gonna keep wearing like the polo shirts. Like what's going on? Leela climbs up this beanstalk. She's like, I've never been up this high before. Well, I guess space. And then she, uh, the the beanstalk is sort of falling away, Mm -hmm. but she makes one last desperate grab at a cloud and manages to latch onto the cloud somehow as the beanstalk sort of just collapses out from under her. Yeah, it's it's weird to be able to grab a cloud. And is that how cloud computing works? You just grab a cloud like it's a computer, boot it up. Oh no, blue screen of death. And then what does that even mean when it's a cloud? It's yeah. A whole thing. I mean, you've 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 made it so succinct. So what can I even add here? Um she pulls herself up and there's this big castle in the sky, and it's like a fairy tale. She calls it some kind of deluxe apartment in the sky. And there's eels that are like flying through the sky that are rainbows. There's a unicorn that's eating some of those eels. There's a flower that gives her a tender kiss on the cheek. It it seems like paradise. Except then she immediately gets caught by mom's sons. That that is uh, yeah, paradise lost. I guess. Mm-hmm. So I, I do like that she's like, well, this situation de- deteriorated fast. God, we have so many notes. <laughs> I know <laughs> we we've played ourselves and then we keep going off on wild tangents back at planet express or plan X as the cool kids say Hermes shows up Every to work time. and he sees that uh, the whole building is just engulfed in tentacles and uh, the beanstalk yeah beanstalk tentacles whatever I mean I've, I got, I've got tentacles on the brain so but it's not that kind of podcast. It's not that kind of podcast. Uh, and so he's shocked, and Fry shows up immediately mm-hmm. after, holding a uh, like one of those plastic lunch boxes yeah. you had when you were a kid, but sure. it's got the hypnotoad on it, which is a detail I just. It's absolutely a very love. good detail. And he is also shocked at the 
beanstalk engulfing <laughs> oh, there we the building. Go. So engulfed, in fact, that he just walks right into the sewer, uh, f- falls into the open uh-huh. manhole that Leela just left open. I mean, that's not a really good good choice from Leela, I'd, I'd say. Back at the Sky Castle, Mom is piloting this giant castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Mom Santo's floating genetic engineering facility, uh, which is floating because the experiments are illegal on Earth, and she's literally above the law. And one of her sons says, nice pun, mother. It's, it's, it's a play on words, idiot. Which I was under the impression they're the same thing. <laughs> is, is that the joke? Look, I, I barely know language as it is. <laughs> I was always under the impression that a pun was a play on words. End of statement. Full stop. I feel like that's less of a play on words and more of a play on meaning of what above the law means on a normal time. But alas, I don't know anything. Language nerds, tweet at Back to Futurama. Please explain it to us. Yes. Uh, please, uh, uh, the illusionist, if you could come on the podcast. <laughs> uh-huh. My new best friend, Helen Zaltzman, who follows me on Twitter now, <laughs> she can explain this all. We find out that mom is growing massive beanstalks by infusing beanstalks with elephant DNA. Uh, it so turns out those are the 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 uh the beans that fry got for old bessie mm-hmm. and that's definitely how genetic engineering works just take a, a mm-hmm. needle stick it into one thing and then stick that needle into another thing boom genetic engineering you got it you got real big beans uh-huh that's totally it so <laughs> we find out that the reason mom is doing this is obviously for the money because as she points out there are billions of people. Uh, she says 40 billion. That's a lot of billions. It's a lot of billions, yes. There are 40 billion people, and they all need to eat. And some of those are willing to pay for it. I mean, that's a statement. It is almost altruistic until it's capitalistic. Until it's super capitalistic. Um, and then she describes a pine you pork, which is splicing uh, pig DNA into a porcupine and microwaving it. Leaving you with a pig with its own uh, toothpicks. Mm -hmm. So you can have it at like fancy cocktail parties. Just Mm -hmm. pull off a piece with that. uh, The piney pork. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Not gross at all. No. Um, You know, I would definitely show up to a party and be like, yeah, this is not at all weird and disgusting. And I definitely don't want to go home and cry at the horrors that I have witnessed here tonight. Yeah, this This is is a pleasant party. How are you? This is the year 3016. This is fine. This is perfect. Leela does see a, a really big door that has all these signs to keep out. And she asks about it and is told that it's none of her business. And And it's where a mom keeps her warning signs and why you can't go in there's so many warning signs right so many warning signs and so at this point mom points out to leela that leela has some freaky dna and i want to see what's in your genes and one of one of (laughs) one of her boys just starts like giggling about it it's like not those kind of genes genes with a g which to be fair i would also be laughing at that joke i mean it's fair um maybe not if my mom made the joke 
And also my mom is a megalomaniac who is uh, actively working on taking over the whole mm. world and, and likes to slap me a lot. <laughs> a lot. Um, however, I think it'd be worth the slap, to be honest. Because it is. You're going to get slapped uh-huh, regardless at some point. Uh-huh. Might as it well is, make it on it your own terms. It is pretty good. Sometimes you got to do things on your terms. Mm-hmm. And I will laugh at the gene joke and then get smacked in the face and be told it's a, with a G. So in the Fallout Boy song, Sugar, We're Going Down, there's mm-hmm. the line where he says, uh, wishing to be the friction in your genes. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe he's talking about genes with a G and it's not like a, a, a thing about getting into someone's mm-hmm. pants? It's It makes way more sense if we're talking there, about DNA. Fallout Boy is trying to do mm-hmm. some genetic modification on the the person to whom he is singing this song. Exactly. I don't know what kind of modifications, mm-hmm. but hopefully they're above board mm-hmm. and not above the law. Nailed it. So <laughs> back at Planet Express or Plan X, as the cool kids say, Fry is so sad that he ate an entire box of taco shells by himself in the bathtub. Uh, Bender says... Yeah, I was there, <laughs> which is so great that he's telling Bender something that he. Uh, uh-huh. I also like the idea that Bender just kind of watched this. I mean, you know, what else are you gonna do? I mean, it is entertainment. How often do you come home and your roommate is just hanging out in the bathtub, eating a <laughs> box of taco shells? That's one of those times when you're just like, "Yeah, okay, I'll watch this." Yeah, this is better than whatever's on TV. I don't need the sports scores today. Uh Uh-huh. Those will still be there. This is... You can't DVR (laughs) this. Yeah, this is a moment in time, my friend. Leela's mom calls... Well, okay, let me back up. Fry is talking about how, even though Leela said, don't follow me into the sewers, it's been three weeks, Mm -hmm. and he's really just going to go into the sewers and try to find her. I believe he says, I'm going to fall down that manhole again and find her. He does, which makes me think that he's fallen down that manhole a lot. I don't think he knows another way to get down there. So at that exact moment, Leela's wrist thingy rings. Mm -hmm. Because she left it uh, when she Mm -hmm. went down to the sewer. And it is Leela's mom. And she's like, okay, it's been three weeks. I want to talk to my daughter. Where is Leela? Mm-hmm. And so they figure out sort of at the same time that Leela actually did not go home. Mm-hmm. And they are trying to figure out what Leela got up to. And it's at that point, one of Leela's boots falls out of the sky. It's fried directly in the head, which would probably have murdered him. From that height? Probably. But um, cartoon physics. Unless it's got a lot of air resistance. No, that's true. It, um, it is a boot. Yeah. Also, like, weirdest deus ex machina ever, pretty much. Like, three weeks later, a boot has fallen from this castle in the sky directly on Fry's head. Mm-hmm. And then the other one directly on Bender's head, confirming where Leela is. Uh-huh. It's also very, uh, it is very deus ex machina, because it's like, it hit right there three weeks later exactly like, are they throwing shoe by shoe overboard where did the where were the shoes for the last three weeks exactly were i were they on leela why are they not on leela now has the castle been floating directly above planet express or plan x as the cool kids say the whole time 
I mean, I don't think they would change the move it around. It seems like pretty well. Actually, I was about to say it's been a cloudy day, but there's a very cl- very clear night when these boots just nail Fry mm-hmm. and Bender in the head. I gotta know more about these boots. So at this point, they decide Leela has obviously gone up to the sky. So they take a rocket pack and <laughs> haphazardly rocket their way up with a single rocket pack. Yeah, they're both holding on to like the arms of the thing and it's hilarious looking because they're all just screaming. And they manage to make it up to this castle in the sky. Fry- I can see twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. It's reading rainbow. <laughs> Why did did we do that? Why wouldn't we have? Why do we do any of it now that I think about it? Fry does give the great line. Remember the mural on my cousin's van? It's like that came to life. And then Bender's like, I keep telling you, we didn't grow up together. (laughs) It's such a wonderful, like clearly we had the shared experience and then the other person being like clearly we did not leela sees them down at at the foot of the castle and she says that she will let her hair down rapunzel style mm, she's rapunzeling uh-huh she's squidding she's rapunzeling she's doing it all mm-hmm. get you a friend that can do both hell yeah <laughs> so uh leela lets down her hair but really it's just really long tentacles bender doesn't care i just he just likes climbing which which good on bender i guess then there's the weirdest cameo (laughs) pretty much ever yeah it's from uh adam west and burt ward i kind of like it because they've they've done this kind of in in the old what 63 batman i think it's the the year of it they've they did this gag where they were climbing up a thing oh okay and and it looks like they're just walking because they are mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I i do love this cameo it's very funny right because they're they're up there they're being genetically experimented on adam west is like some weird sort of bat creature yeah they both have they both are heads in the jar and they're just kind of attached to something else mm-hmm. adam west is a, a bat bat jar and uh burt ward seems to have a, a robot with the same colorings as robin mm-hmm so just in case you didn't know what what the joke was here and it's adam west doing his own voice which is a thing that i've always loved about adam Mm -hmm. west like he just in the the 2000s um especially with family guy but even before that he was in an episode of the simpsons yeah where he does his own voice as himself and is just weird as heck. Yeah, I really do appreciate that uh, about about him. Like, if I was famous, I would want to be a special voice acting guest on an episode of something where I'm just, like, totally off the wall. And, yeah. like, that sounds great. I mean, if they listen to the podcast, that's kind of what we do already. But, yeah, no, I, I totally do that. If, you know, for whatever reason, you needed an off-the-wall actor to do something in an in enchantment, maybe. So We would be available. So they Matt make... Graining. Right, right with your left-handedness and send us a check. So they <laughs> make it up to the top of this tower and Leela is doing her best to hide her body from them. Uh, pretty obviously, although Fry kind of takes a moment to catch on to that. Yeah, uh, they, she basically is completely changed into a squid except for her head. Uh-huh. I described her as a giant ball of tentacles because I, she has, I'm pretty sure she has way more tentacles than an actual squid does that's fair it's a lot 
and they're all purple, which is a, which thematically is correct for Leela. It just seems like a lot. Fry is like, just let me see you. I don't, I don't care how much you've changed. And then she uh, drops the blanket and he immediately screams, which to be fair, that's a pretty big change over three weeks. I'm going to give this one to Fry. I, I think so too, especially since you've known this person for 12 years, I think, in the, the fiction of the show mm-hmm. and the real life of the show, I guess. Mm-hmm. If, you know, I, I knew somebody for 12... In, in fact, if I walked home and and my wife, who I've known for a little bit longer than 12 years, was a, you know, a tentacle person, I would probably scream a little bit because it would take me off guard. Uh-huh. Because you're not expecting... Even if yesterday she uh now had tentacles instead of hands i would assume that that's about it a giant ball of tentacles is a big difference from your normal wife with tentacle arms yeah it's a cthulhu-esque horror Mm -hmm. so but after that fry's like no i promise i was just taken off guard you know bodies are always going to change like i still love you like it's it's not a big deal he's actually really sweet about it he has some sweet moments in this yeah. episode. So uh, to get out of there, Bender decides to try to bend the wooden door. Uh, Fry and Bender both know that b- wood can't be bent, but the door's stupid, so they bend the door. It, what? <laughs> I like. I feel like I had to parse that three times to make that ha- make any sense. Right. So, but it's funny <laughs> once you parse it three times. They escape down through the staircase down to the bottom of this tower. And then we get just the randomest Adventure Time reference. We're getting a lot of weird references, weird cameos this time. Because they go down there and Finn and Jake from Adventure Time are chained up. And Jake says, what time is it? And then Bender, whose voice actor does the voice of Jake. But I don't think he does the voice of Jake in this episode because it sounds different. It does sound a little different, a little, a little different, yeah. It sounds a lot different because Jake sounds almost exactly like Bender. It's true, but pitched up a little bit. Um, There's a little bit of change in it. So Bender, of all people, is like, shut the hell up. So <laughs> it's a weird. <laughs> it, is, it is. I don't I don't really know why they chose to do this, but I'm glad they did because it's such a it, it, it reminds me that this show is to be a little bizarre from time to time. It's definitely taken some weird chances on uh, this one like it's it's just we again they've got five episodes they're just gonna we're gonna get canceled anyway let's just go out with a with a bang apparently Mm -hmm. and also i like the meta joke here of of john dimaggio being both jake and bender i i just i really like that because finn is completely silent because they didn't get uh i don't know his name but they didn't get the actor for uh finn they are running from mom and her sons because Mm -hmm. they they uh end up i think in the um yeah they're they're sneaking through the lab um when late one night we just finished that there's Uh, no more spoopiness to be had here it's now about thankfulness anyways they are (laughs) this has been what holiday is it maybe they are sneaking through the lab as you said at an undetermined time of day (laughs) um a parrot crocodile thing thing uh scares them so they all get in the door that mom indicated was where her warning signs were and we find out that actually what is in here well so they go in and there's a lot of growling sounds mm-hmm. but it's also dark so that'll that means they'll be safe mm-hmm. bender flips on a light 
and we find out that actually it's just a big old giant. Uh, Leela decides they need to help him, uh, so sh- she unhooks him from all the. It's it looks like life support and stuff like that, and uh, so uh, it shouts and chases them, and uh, they hide behind a giant slurm can. And there's also a really big golf ball. And I, I was wondering if that's a reference to the giant mini golf course from the movies. Because they just keep throwing in references to every other thing that ever sure. happened in Futurama at this point. That's fair. That's a good point. I didn't look that up. I didn't I didn't catch it in the moment. I just figured everything was big sized because it's a giant. They dive down a sink drain, uh, uh, and uh, which apparently drains directly into the control room. Mm-hmm. And there's mom. She says, well, well, look what the giant cat dragged in. Hold on a second. Pulls out a tape recorder and is like, memo to self. Breed giant cat to drag things in. I don't think that's really the the best, the, the reason you get a cat. As someone who has two cats, I'm glad they are as small as they are. Because if they were giant, I'd be screwed. Yes, it, they would bring, they would drag dead friends into the room. Uh-huh. They'd be like, it's food time. Yeah. And then I would be like, no. And then they would just destroy me. Uh-huh. And also the food budget for those cats would be like $700 a month. Yeah, you're buying good steaks for those cats. And they don't they don't appreciate it. Look, if they're giant cats, they can go get their own damn steaks. Exactly. And they probably go will. Go murder a cow, Lear. Do it. <laughs> well, not this Lear. This Lear can't murder a cow. He's, he's giant, he's giant, giant Lear. Giant Lear, yeah. So... Uh, Leela says that they're going to stop mom because this is all evil and they're going to do it. Even if it means they have to crash the ship with them inside. And I believe fries. Wait, what? And then she just kind of goes for it. Uh huh. I described it as Leela tentacles out while, uh, crashing uh-huh. the castle. Yes. That's, <laughs> I don't know how else you describe it because she's piloting with a couple tentacles she's also grabbing everyone who keeps trying to stop her Mm -hmm. and just throwing them into walls and she's tentacling out i feel like it's carrie if it was tentacles instead of mind control or or, uh, telekinesis sure why not i guess that's just for i've never seen it so and i don't plan to because i'm not a good i'm not a horror boy but uh but yeah I, i know about enough of it so down on earth we cut to a quick moment with the hyper chicken who is sitting on a park bench. Um, he opens his lunchbox. Sitting lunch on a park bench. <laughs> opens his lunchbox. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, he has some corn in a little lunchbox. And he's really excited oh, yeah. to eat this corn. Like I'm he's been looking corn, forward yeah. to this corn all day. You can tell yeah. in his eyes and his voice, he is ready for the corn. And then he looks up and things are coming down from the sky. And he's like, the sky is falling. It's a lot of effort for a chicken little reference, it's, but they did it. They went for it. And I appreciate it. Everybody starts running away as the sky castle cloud is hurtling towards the city uh-huh. i do want to point out and i'll try to get a screenshot of it one of the people running away is this guy who looks really bored by the whole situation <laughs> like he's got this expression on his face where he's just like eh city's getting destroyed again <laughs> well i mean it's easy to be blase when it's every other week um so uh, 
I mean, at this point, why do you live in New York? He gets destroyed every other week. Leela grabs the top of the Planet Express building or the Plan X building, as the cool kids say. Uh, or Plan X bill, as the cool kids say. <laughs> the cooler kids say. The uh, Plan X bill. Plan X bill. Um, and what so about she, the PB? The PEB. I'm not that cool. So <laughs> she grabs that the just top. Sounds like HEB. <laughs> she grabs the top of the building and uh, then goes inside. And Zoidberg is suddenly very worried that they're under squid attack. I mean, it's fair. Also, uh, so Hermes is saying, don't report them missing until we max out their credit cards. Classy. Classy Hermes. Um, and then Zoidberg thinks that Leela is uh, beautiful now mm-hmm. because of all the squid tentacles. So that's the, the podcast that Zoidberg wants is not the podcast we are doing here. Uh-huh. So we cut to, well, okay, the the castle crashes into like buildings and whatever sure but then we cut to this peaceful moment where fry and leela are swinging on like leela has suspended herself with her tentacles like a swing yeah it's an it's an interesting visual and leela says whatever it is you and i had together goulash no well I get maybe I don't know what it was. I really like the fact that she opened she, in that moment. She's like, no, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we had goulash. It's 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 a very uh-huh. open moment. And I like that. Um, But she's like, this just can't continue. And Fry is like, no, I don't care because you're still you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you, it, you know, if you look like this, Um, I want to spend my life with you. So, again, he's got some very sweet things yeah. going on in this episode. Yeah, he, he loves Leela. They share a quick smooch, and then the tower from the castle lands right in the middle of the Planet Express building, or the mm-hmm. Planet X bill, as the cool kids say. Mom says that Leela helped her engineer the perfect bean. It's made Mom a richer woman. So the beanstalks now have some of Leela's DNA, mm-hmm. and the suckers in it keep that, that suction power keeps them from collapsing, which was the problem she was having the whole time. Uh, Leela finds this all horrible. Uh, Mom doesn't think it's so bad because now there's a uh, not too cheap, but pretty cheap source of nutrition for the billions of people that need mm-hmm. food. And she, she'll she make the cash and Leela can take the credit. Leela doesn't want the credit because genetic engineering is wrong. 100% absolutely wrong. In Leela's point of view. Yeah, I don't share that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I felt like that was kind of like it's very black and white, and I I'm not gonna paint this in black and white. Leela says something about the awful giant she genetically mm-hmm. engineered, and then at that point the giant steps out of this castle, but he's normal size. He's like, actually, I wasn't a giant. I just had a rare genetic gigantism. Uh, but now I'm cured thanks to mom. Which uh, he also introduces himself as Stan. I missed that. Mm-hmm. He's he's a he's. Is he, this the Stan everyone talks about? It could be. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah. Uh. Leela kind of sticks to the idea that genetic engineering is wrong. She's like, it may help feed people and it may help cure people of terrible diseases, but it's still absolutely wrong. Uh. Most. Uh, they also have no idea what the long term effects will be. And Mom says, "I can cure cure you." Okay, I'm in. And uh, yeah, uh, later Leela is back to normal, and they're holding hands with Fry as the new beanstalks take over New New York. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, everything is covered in tentacles slash beanstalks, making my original statement about tentacles now accurate. But it has it had to update via plot right. movement. So uh-huh. at the time it wasn't correct, but now it's the most correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that means that it is time for... Grades. Um, I think this episode's fine. It... <laughs> kind of does what the last one does where i just feel like the pacing is kind of a bit off okay um i feel like maybe just as they sort of go through their last handful of episodes they're just really trying to cram a lot into them sure i can see that and i don't think it reads quite as well also it's sort of a weird pull to be like let's do a jack and the beanstalk reference episode it's kind of weird okay Um, sure i did like a lot of the jokes though um and, you know, Fry gets a lot of really sweet moments in this, which uh, I think really helps things. Mm-hmm. Um, some actual, like, kind of okay moments with mom, too. Like, she's evil, but she's still like, I'm not going to charge too much for these beanstalks. Right. She's not going to jack the price up. Um, still still not great, but, you sure. know. Um, yeah, overall, I think, it's, I think it's fine. The jokes are good. I just think the pacing's a little bit off. I'm going to give it a B. I okay. like it. Um uh I think just tighten up the pacing a little bit and I think it'd be good. Sure. I I, th- I think it tells a a decent story and I I, I think it is cuz of it 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 piggybacks off of Jack and the Beanstalk, which I think is also an odd choice, but it makes more sense if you think of it from the 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 angle they kind of late tr- introduce of genetic engineering and whether that's good or bad. I guess it's not late, but that that with that angle, it kind of makes it fresh. I I found it interesting that the quote unquote good side of it and the quote unquote bad side of it were very black and white when the when it feels like that reality around genetic engineering is very gray. Um, so I thought that was it, that was the weird part for me, not the necessarily the pacing. The pacing felt fine for me. Um, it was just that kind of like the argument at the end and then immediately getting resolved as Leela kind of uh, says, Oh, you can turn me back into a human. Basically Um, that, that felt weird. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm still not exactly sure where, where that all lands. Like there's clearly stuff that like they're going into the comical section of where, where it should be like a elephant with a bean. It's huge now, which, you know, which is kind of, it, 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 it makes it a punchline and I'm not sure if that makes it good. I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I, I don't know where I land on this, so I don't really know where to kind of, s- it just doesn't feel like it tells me anything new. I don't think it's really setting out to. That's but. fair. It's, it's supposed to be a comedy show, which I've forgotten until just now. Um, it's, it's fine. Yeah. I just, I don't, it's not what I'm going to go back to. It's, it's fine. So, I don't know. C plus. Okay. But we want to know what you think about this episode about, well, I was going to say tentacles. Maybe don't tell us what yeah, you think about tentacles. It's not that kind of podcast. Um, What you think about left-handed characters in television shows. Are you mm-hmm. yourself left-handed? Let's talk mostly about left-handed and not about tentacles, please. We, Thank you. We went off on a whole thing about left-handedness. <laughs> we really did. We We should cut that out and call it a TED talk. 
Uh, I don't remember what else we talked about other than tentacles and left-handedness. Uh, what disease would you have that would turn you into another thing? You can let us know all these things and more by emailing us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at backtofuturama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash backtofuturama. We're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so find us there, rate us, review, subscribe, and let's all go crash Sky Castles together. The only other thing, um, keep in mind our new community podcast that's going to be happening. Um, keep an eye on goodmorninggreendale.com for more information there and follow us on Twitter at goodgreendale. I think that's going to do it for us, though, this week. I think we've done too much. I th- yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> so let's get out of here. And until next week, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the, the world, world of tomorrow. tomorrow.